0: Hello, bitches. Welcome to the Potty Mouth Pep Talk Podcast, where I try to help my listeners get out of their own way and get shit done. I am your host, Elaine Terso. Let's dive right in. Hello, bitches. Welcome to the Potty Mouth Pep Talk Podcast. Today, we're talking about my two favorite subjects, self-sabotage and perfectionism. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? My name is Elaine Terso. We're gonna be talking about two inner mean girls today. One of them is self-sabotage. The other is perfectionism. They're separate people. They're separate inner mean girls, and they are both designed to wreak havoc on our lives and our businesses. Okay, little backstory. People pleaser. That is me. I am a people pleaser. I discovered that disappointing others at a young, at a teenage age, I did something stupid. I skipped school. And my dad told me that he wasn't angry. He was just disappointed. And as a teenage girl (laughs) at like 13, 14, 15, I don't even remember how old I was. I I just know that that feeling sucked. I was the firstborn. I was the oldest child. I was the only girl. I had high expectations that I put on myself. I was, you know, the caregiver for my little brothers. I was always the babysitter, you know, even though my younger brother I had two younger brothers. One of them was like 13 months younger than me. And then the other one was five years younger than me. So I was always in charge, right? Had high expectations of myself and not only put on by myself, but put on by my family, which that's what you do when you have the oldest kid is they're the most responsible one because of their age, right? (sighs) So I learned when I skipped school. I learned that disappointing others did not feel good, and I never wanted to do that again, ever. Never wanted to do that again. That sucked. Like, felt like a knife being stuck in my heart. Okay. All right. So, how does that? Um, how does that experience enter? Like, how does self sabotage and perfectionism play a part? in my life because of that experience. I'll tell you, are you ready? Okay, and guess what? I know that I'm not the only one. So I was talking with one of my clients today. We were talking about self-sabotage and perfectionism and how one of them is invited to the party and the other is not, okay? And you might be wondering, well, why are they, how come they're both not invited to the party? Here's the deal, self-sabotage, Self-sabotage really is designed to keep you safe, okay? Her whole shtick is, wait, 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 that's new, that's scary, that's unfamiliar, we've never done that before, what are you doing? Wait, time out, hold on, I'm not ready. That is self-sabotage, okay? Self-sabotage can show up when there's a fear of success, it can show up when there's a fear of money, it can show up when there's a fear of failure, which I don't believe in. We'll talk more about that. but fear sh- like self-sabotage shows up because of fear, okay? Fear. And those are things that I believe we can we can quiet down self-sabotage. I imagine my self-sabotage is a little girl named Sally, Cheryl. I don't even know, like sometimes there's two of them. I don't know. I named them. I named them. I imagine her sitting in a living room with bubble wrap. And her whole thing is, "No, no, no, don't go. Don't leave. Let's just play bubble wrap and everything will be fun and it's it's scary out there, so just stay here with me." And I can say to her, "Thank you for trying to keep me safe." but I don't need you right now. Or I'll come and play with you later, right? Like I can tell her that. Perfectionism is just a flat out bitch. She is not allowed to come to the slumber party. She is not, she's not invited. She is not invited. Do you know why? Perfectionism is basically that inner voice that's telling you that you're not good enough that no matter what you do, it will never be good enough. And I say, no bitch, you are not allowed to come to my party. You are not allowed to play with us in bubble wrap. You're you're not allowed. You're a bully, you're mean, you are not kind, you are not helping me get any closer to my goals. Self-sabotage, although she wants to keep me safe and trying new things, she understands when I want to do something that's new and scary. She supports me. She says, okay, Elaine, you can we'll do that later, right? We'll we'll play bubble wrap later. Perfectionism is just a flat out bitch. She just doesn't wanna, she is like, uh, she doesn't. She doesn't like it when you tell her no. She doesn't like it when you tell her that what she's saying is not true. Because she will continuously just freaking like, ah, she will load so much limiting beliefs on you that you will start to actually believe that it's true. You will start to believe that you're not good enough. You will start to believe that you're not smart enough. You will start to believe that you're not thin enough or pretty enough that you're not enough. That is her whole thing, is to keep you in a place where you are just like, (sighs) you give up, throw your hands up in the air. I'm just, it's just never going to be good enough for perfectionism. It will never be good enough. And my philosophy is that life is too short to live with that kind of person on your shoulder. Uh Uh-uh, like no. You are not invited, you are a bully, and I don't play with bullies. I do not play with bullies. You know what I do to bullies? I ignore them. I treat bullies with kindness that they are craving. So when I tell perfectionism, you know what, honey? I'm really sorry that you feel that way today, but guess what? I am good enough, I am smart enough. And if you don't wanna hang out, you don't wanna believe that that's true, that's okay with me and I'm going to move the fuck on. Perfectionism is not welcome. Perfectionism is not welcome. So where does self-sabotage and perfectionism show up in your life, in your business, at your job, in your relationships, with your children? Where does it show up? Where does it show up? And really, like. When you can get a little deeper, I like to say, trace it back. When you can trace back the fear, the underlying fear behind self-sabotage and perfectionism, when you can trace it back and go a little deeper, then you can get to the root of why this is happening. When you can get to the root of why it's happening, then you have the awareness And when you have the awareness, then you can identify when it's showing up and make a change, right? I now know when my self-sabotage is showing up. I now know when my perfectionism is showing up and I can identify what's happening, why it's happening, and what am I gonna do about it? That's how I move forward. I have goals. I have dreams. I have things that I want to accomplish, and I have little people inside my head, (laughs) telling me no, telling me wait, that's too big, wait, that's too much, wait, that's scary and new. We've never done that before. How? What if we're not good enough? What if it doesn't work? What if you lose it all? Mm, This was a big. Big, big discovery for me, guys. Um, Let me just tell you this story, okay? When I was five years old, I was severely burned. I, I suffered third degree burns from moving a kettle on an electric stove from one burner to the other and reaching to turn off the burner. My shirt laid on the burner, caught on fire, and I ran around the house like a mad person because I'm a child. My mom was in the shower, right? Horrible. Horrible experience. Okay, five years old at Children's Hospital for like three weeks, skin grafts, the whole freaking nine yards. When I was five, uh, strawberry shortcake and the Care Bears were like the shiz, right? They were like my favorite thing ever. My grandmother collected uh, all of these strawberry shortcakes for me. Brought them to the hospital. I had every freaking strawberry shortcake you could possibly think of. It was time for us to get ready to go home. And my mom had packed all of the strawberry shortcakes in a black trash bag, ready to go. We don't know if it accidentally got thrown away or if they were stolen. We have no idea, but they were gone. They were gone, nowhere to be found. I developed a fear of losing it all because of that. And the funny thing is, I never realized that it was a thing until I started having, um, I started doing EFT, which is um, like this really cool tapping thing. It's like this energy thing. I was working with a gal named Elda Dorothy. You should look her up. She's amazing. Um, her and I were working together and I, she was trying to help me get rid of some pain that I just couldn't shake. And so she talks about how 80% of people have this like trauma related story that's related to a toy. And I thought she was crazy. I was like, that's ridiculous. I don't have any weird deep seated issues about a toy until we were doing this session and it was the fear of losing it all came up. The fear of losing it all. And she, and she just, You just literally say the the thing that comes into your mind. And I was like, my strawberry shortcakes. That was like huge, you guys. That was a huge moment for me, realizing that my fear of losing it all had to do with freaking toys and dolls. Do you want to hear something crazy? Oh yeah, guess what I still have? I have in my closet this little red suitcase that says, I'm going to grandma's. It was like the cutest little kid suitcase known to man. Do you know what I have inside of them? Strawberry shortcake dolls. When my parents were moving, you know, when the, you have your childhood home and your parents decide, we don't need this big house anymore for just the two of us. We're going to move and get a condo. And it was Elaine, okay, come and get your, your shit. You know, What do you want to do with these? And I'm like, well, you can't get rid of them. Do you know why? Because I lost them. So why would I, in my brain, why would I get rid of them? I've lost them. You can't get rid of them. I was fine with the grandchildren playing with them because I knew they'd be taken care of. But the idea of giving them away was like, why would you do that? So it's just really interesting when you can think about where does your fear come from? How, like what experience in your life, either growing up as a young adult, as a teenager, as as an adult, like we develop fears, phobias, all kinds of things based on our experiences, real or imagined. Fear is either real or imagined. Okay. Fear of spiders, fear of dogs, the fear of the unknown, right? There, we have fears and sometimes they're irrational. <laughs> they, they are illogical. Like why are you afraid of that? Are you afraid of heights? Have you ever been up so high that that caused you to have a fear or it's just that you've never been up high before and so therefore you have a fear of it? You know what I'm saying? It's very fascinating. It's very, I'm very fascinated with psychology and stuff like that. So here's the deal. If your fear is imagined, what are you going to do about it? If your fear is real and is based off of a real life experience, what are you going to do about it? Honestly, are you going to live in fear for the rest of your life Or are you going to challenge yourself to get over it? That's completely your choice, completely your choice. All I know is that when you are, when you have reached that point in your life, when you are sick and tired of like being on a hamster wheel, going around and around and around and around and wondering why nothing ever changes Wondering why nothing ever works out for you. Wondering why nothing ever seems to work. Whatever you do, it never works. Whether it's running a business. What can I, what do I gotta do to get clients? What do I gotta do to make an income? You have to do something different. If you wanna get different results, you have to do something different. What are you willing to do? You're gonna to have to address the fear. You're gonna to have to trace it back. And then you're gonna to have to become aware of when it shows up in your life. And then you'll have to decide to, make, to do something different. Like seriously, I just gave you guys some serious amazing advice that people pay thousands of dollars for. Literally, that's what it is. Now here's the deal. I don't encourage you to do that alone. Absolutely not. Hire someone, a trusted professional, a therapist, a counselor, um, a coach, whatever. Don't do this alone. It can be like life changing to have these realizations but then you have to know what to do with it next right? What if you uncover all of this stuff and then you're like, shit, now what do I do? Having someone with a different perspective that can help you work through these things is highly recommended. I am so glad that I had the support that I needed as I was going through this process. Um, I highly encourage it. Don't do this alone. Don't do it alone, okay? I hope you guys have a fabulous day and we'll see you guys next time. Bye now. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to the Potty Mouth Pep Talk podcast and have a fucking awesome day.